Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. And it's crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are, are of our, our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the House of Barf. Before we get started, I just wanted to give a brief introduction of the episode um, and uh overall the whole show uh this podcast uh which i prefer to be called a conversation is all about the core pillars of success business accounting regulation and finance i'm your host chan man and i'm i'm thrilled to embark on this journey with all of us together uh in this episode of house of barf before we dive into the nitty gritty let me start with a little meet and greet uh who i am and what House of Barf is all about. I'm your host, Chan Man, a passionate advocate for financial literacy and a seasoned professional in the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Um, sorry, I just dropped my phone. Um, over the years, I've seen that these four pillars play a crucial role in shaping the successes of individuals and businesses alike. That's why I've decided to create House of Barf, a space where we can unravel the complexities, the jargon, and and, uh, all the other aspects um, of of business, finances, uh, you know, regulation, all these things that play a role um, in our professional lives and make it more, you know, more, you know, accessible. now, let's go ahead real quick, very briefly. Let's break down BARF. BARF really stands for, the B stands for business. The heartbeat of innovation and commerce. A is for accounting, the language of business that keeps the financial pulse steady. R is for regulation, the guiding force that ensures fair play and ethical conduct. And F is for finance, the lifeblood that fills the in, the engine of progress. Uh, in this episode, we'll touch on these topics, on these areas. Uh, we'll explore these areas. Uh, also, just want to give an introduction of myself before we can hop into the nuances of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Uh, this episode is more about us getting to know one another. Um, 
I want to let you know that I want BARF to be an interactive space, you know, eventually, time to come, where we can connect with one another via social media, through Spotify. Uh, you can ask me questions, share your thoughts. Uh, this podcast is for all of us. It's not just for me. It's not just for you. It's for all of us. I want to tailor this to our interests and our needs. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for stopping by. Again, I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. All right. So let me kind of explain what the hell is going on. So about a year ago, I created some content uh, just starting off. I made about 25 cents. I get a phone call from a company saying that they would like to bring me in to come work for them. They offered about $80,000 and I accepted the role. In accepting the role, I uh, let them know about the little podcast that I started. That one at the time I called uh, The Breaks. And they said, because you work for a financial company, you cannot continue to you know, do your podcast. I said, okay. I deleted it off the internet. And here we are now. Currently right now, sitting in my car. And one of the reasons why this show is called House of Barf is because I do occasionally enjoy a beverage. Currently right now, I don't have a beverage. Uh, what well, I, I do is just cranberry juice. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're kind of getting into with the House of Barf. Um, again, I'm Chan Man. And just a little bit of what's going on. Uh, so, been going at it with my company that I'm with, uh, it's literally some office space type shit, I mean, Chandler, we need you to come in, you know, need you to work extra hard, you work extra hard, it's not good enough, uh, and even what's crazier is I kind of turned into the, you know what, I don't even care, I'm coming to work in pineapple shirts, and they just have not fired me yet, and they keep torturing me. So that's kind of what made me say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm picking up the phone and I just started creating some content uh, right now. Yeah, just on the spot. So let's go ahead, take another couple seconds and we'll get into it. So, yeah, again, currently right now, just sitting in my car, just started creating this. I actually hit the monetize button. Because uh, I was like, screw it. Let me just go ahead and see if I can, you know, try to make some bread on this. Uh, you know, uh, but I'll give you a little bit of background in the House of Barf. And I'll go into myself a little bit. I'm still kind of figuring out, you know, what we're going to do. I do think this is just going to be a one-man show. I don't think that I'm really going to bring on guests. Uh, you know, I don't know how long the episodes are going to be. But we're going to get into all that. But a little bit about the House of Barf. All right, let me go, go ahead behind this a little bit. Now, I do want to let you know that I want this to be an interactive show, meaning that this isn't just an information show, an educational show where I'm the expert and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Because I'm going to let you know right now, I don't know shit. All right. I'm, I'm in the bottom of my bag. All right. 
I am in a rough spot. I'm in my mid-30s, and I'll have to say, this will not be forgotten. What I'm going through right now, and trust me, it's nothing that, you know, is that important. It's just, it's a trial and error. I mean, uh, it's a trialing times. It's a, you know, tribulations, uh, whatnot. But, um, listen, I'm not going to be doing a bunch of editing and everything right now. You know, we're just going to get this, you know, content out there and just see what happens. But a little bit about the, um, House of Barf. Again, I want this to be interactive. Um, you know, not just so much educational. Uh, and basically, what I'm going to be doing is educating myself at the same time, just sharing the knowledge. Now, BARF is actually, it's an acronym. Uh, it is a play on, you know, being disgusting, you know, um, just grabbing attention. Uh, but BARF is an acronym for Business Accounting Regulation and Finance. These are the topics that I want to get into. And there's other aspects of business and finance to get into, like taxes and real estate and all that. Uh, But I'm probably not going to touch on all those only because I'm not an expert in all these topics at all. So what I'm trying to do is kind of hone in on what I think I may be able to communicate about a little bit better. Um, There's this little saying or something that's about a... George Washington Carver, who was a scientist, and um, he uh, he was a scientist, you know, but he's known for, I think he got peanut butter, right? But, you know, when you look into it a little bit more, he was a scientist that found, I want to believe peanut butter comes from the canola seed, um, and he found the canola seed and I'm pretty sure he honed in on it. And then he started creating things. And then that probably turned into peanut butter. But there's probably several other things he had, he did. And that's going to be some information that we look up on another day. Uh, you know, actually, what did George Washington Carver get into? But that's basically what this is going to be. This is going to be therapy for me. Because I'm just going to be, you know, letting, you know, you know, information and things out. Um... And this is this is just going to be educational for myself as well. Um, this is not uh, Chan Man knows everything, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm just putting it up there. Um, I want y'all to know I love y'all. God bless. We're gonna go ahead and take another few seconds. All right, and thank you for those who decided to come back. And for anybody who decided to leave, I completely understand. The guy randomly just picked up his cell phone while he was depressed at work and decided that he wanted to create some content. Makes perfect sense. But going into the House of Barf, one thing I kind of want to explain about this is what I'm also going to try to do with this is hone in on a, a, a segment of the market that I don't think is really being tapped into, which is, you know... Uh, people who enjoy, you know, music, uh, some people would say the culture and, uh, business and finance, you know, so you turn on CNBC or MSNBC or Fox business, 
or Bloomberg or whatever form you get your, whatever media source you get your information from. And I'm going to say that you typically get this image. You know, it's a probably a Caucasian male, Caucasian female, Asian female, um, or whatever, however anybody identifies himself anymore. You know, I'm not trying to create, I'm not trying to get canceled episode one. Um, they're probably well-dressed and they probably talk, you know, with a certain tone. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Um, pollen is crazy. It's everywhere today. Um, and with that tone and with that image, you know, even if it's a black male or a black female, that black male probably talks in a certain tone that doesn't really resonate with people who want to learn about business and finance. And the way that that woman talks probably doesn't really connect with the way, you know, people want to learn business and finance. It sounds like a business and finance voice, you know, um, I don't want to be offensive or anything, but I call it, I kind of call it the, uh, the Chad voice, you know, Chad, you know, they're, they're, they speak clearly and it's fast and, Oh my gosh, you know, the stock market is going up 15%, eight basis points, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? But you're interested in stocks and bonds and the economy. But how the hell am I supposed to understand this shit when they're just like going at, you know, a million miles per second talking about all this shit? And you eventually or some woman who talks like, Yes, and we are back. And you're like, yo, why does she talk like that? Why is her voice so deep? I mean, nothing against deep-voiced women. I love deep-voiced women. Um, uh, you know, I love, you know, uh, you know, Tony Braxton, Anita Baker. Um, I can't think of any, of a few others. I, I, I would say lower-toned women. But I think sometimes in business and finance, women talk like that so that they can fit in. So that when they start talking... Every guy in the room isn't like, oh, my gosh, why is this bitch voice so squeaky? You know what I'm saying? And it's totally fucked up. Anybody should be able to talk the way they talk. Black men have to go to work. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I'm a, you know, I guess if I have to identify myself, I identify as American. But if I had to say I, I am a man of uh, color um, and, you know, black men going to work and take the bass out of their voice. Like, yo, so your voice is squeaky and hers is deep. What the fuck is going on here? So <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is hone in on the, the segment of individuals who want to listen to some trap, want to listen to some, you know, pop, whatever. What, you know, I'm just going to throw music on there. I'm not even really going to, like, focus on what songs I put on there. I'm just going to, you know, whatever pops up uh, on my Spotify, I'm just going to hit that song. Um... And I just kind of want to see if we can have some fun. Uh, I'm not going to say that this is going to be the most accurate show. If there's anything that I say um, that's inaccurate, I will try to correct it on possibly another episode or later down the line. Like, oh, shit, Chandler, you, did you realize you said that shit? You know, and I'm like, oh, damn, that was totally incorrect. So those are a few things about the House of Barf. I hope you come. Either to listen to the music or to just listen to a little bit of business, accounting, regulation, finance talk. We're going to keep this shit basic. 
This shit isn't going to be on a whole nother level where you can't even really enjoy it. We're going to keep this shit for hopefully some youngsters that want to tap in but don't know exactly, like, where to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. You know, no offense. You know, my mom just passed away and I and I came into a $250,000 inheritance. Now, I want to call somebody, but I don't know who the fuck to call. Because I call this guy named Chad, and he talks so fucking fast, and he sounds so intelligent. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, what's up, friend? You my best friend. What's good? Yeah. Hey, yeah, stock market up, bond market down. Oh, taxes. Oh, I'm not a tax advisor, but I got a best friend who is. You know, um, so this can kind of be a safe space to say, you know what? I'm going to listen to that episode real quick so that... <clears throat> Real quick, really, this may be the dumbest thing because doctors are important, lawyers are important, um, everything, but the financial advisor, personal advisor role, I could be wrong, is iffy. It's more so like you should have the education and hire a financial advisor because you don't have time or you, your, your, your mind is so occupied that you need to take some decompression and say, you know what, I'm going to leave some things in the hands of others. I'm going to delegate some of my personal finances, uh, responsibilities, you know, uh, either I'm, I'm, I'm young and I don't feel empowered. I'm older and I'm just tired. I'm middle aged and I'm in the stage of acquiring and while acquiring, I'm dropping people off at daycare, at adult daycare, um, changing diapers, uh, or um, uh, I'm driving all the damn time. Uh, I'm traveling, and I just I kind of need someone that I can go to uh, to handle my finances. But the main thing is the education should be in your hands. You should know. Hey, what's up, Tom, Dick, Harry? Um, what's going on? And when they say things to you like, oh, you should hold, you should hold. Uh, and, and the last hundred years of the stock market, um, it, 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 it tends to bounce back after 24 months. You say to them, okay, yeah, you know what? I actually looked that up and that sounds about accurate. Or shut the fuck up, Tom. Get my money out. We'll revisit this when the stock market rebounces. I'm going to go ahead and take my money and I'm going to put it in cash because holding is a decision or I'm going to um, invest in this small business or I'm going to get precious metals or I'm going to invest in that fucking camera, Panasonic Canon camera that I've been wanting to invest in so that I could create content. Um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this house of barf. Uh, again, I just picked up the phone and said, I'm going to get started. Um, I'm in a rough patch in my life right now. And they say, well, if you keep, you know, going down the same path, you're going to keep getting the same results. And I've been doing that for about 10 years now. I've been getting the same results. I've been getting that little paycheck I get, which I'm grateful for. God has blessed me and my family. Uh, but there's nothing 
changing. There's nothing happening. And if anything, my life is actually getting worse. So thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. And I'm going to get into a little bit about myself. All right. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mankston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mankston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mankston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mankston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mankston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mankston set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors it is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mankson, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts, your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. 
Your support in spreading the word about Langston Manson's Coolamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mangston's Cool Amaze Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. All right. Thank you to whoever came back. I appreciate you. Um, so what I was going to go ahead and do is go into a little bit about myself. Okay. And this is, you know, not to, you know, you know, brag about myself or anything. Uh, you, what's funny is one of my first hated questions uh, in an interview is, tell me about yourself. I'm like, fuck. I don't know nothing. What do I know about myself? They call me black. I'm 36 years old. Um, One person told me, whenever you get that question, stand beside yourself. You know, like, you know, when you got your homeboy and, you know, there's a girl there or whatever, and they're like, you know, what's up with your boy? You're like, oh, my man. Oh, he's the man. Oh, this dude, you know what I'm saying? Drive this car. He do this shit. Oh, yeah, man. That's my man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> then let's say she turns it around. It's like, oh, that's cool to hear, but I want to hear about you. And it's like, you know, you're like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, but I'm going to go ahead and do this because the difference about that is, um, What's funny about job interviews is kind of one of the worst things I hate, and this is oxymoron, is when I get the phone call that they're like, yeah, we want to bring you in. I'm like, fuck, what did I do right? You know? Um, So, like, when I go on these interviews, you know, right now I'll tell you also I'm in between interviews. Um, But let me go ahead a little bit about myself. Um, My name is Chan Man. Uh, That's Chan as in C-H-A-N. And then last name, Man, M-A-N. Um, currently, I am <clears throat> employed with a, a, a financial regulatory uh, company. And, uh, again, as I've stated, I'm having, like, one of the worst times of my life. So, for two years with this company, I've been written up. For two years. Everybody has told me to quit. Everybody's like, yo, Chan, you got to get the fuck out of that job. When you get written up, it's supposed to be three months, six months. 
something that's like, okay, you show some progress, you get off of that shit. No. I've been written up probably about four times. And they keep continuing. And you're going to be written up for another 90 days. Shit. All right, I'm written up. Let me try to work hard and, you know, make sure I let God know that I appreciate this. And let sure my family knows that I'm not just a bum. And I'm going to keep trucking and fighting and being tired and depressed at work. 90 days later. Uh, Chen. Uh, man. We really just don't feel confident in your efforts. So we're going to write you up for another 90 days. Like, fuck. So, about three weeks ago, I got written up for like the fourth time. Okay, four, I don't know, four, fifth time. And this time is, they're serious. Oh yeah, we're writing you up again. And this time, there's not going to be another written up. Next time, it's termination. I'm like, fuck. So, I'm coming to work. And I can't even focus. I'm looking at the computer. And I see words, but I can't read them. My head hurts. I'm tired. It's, it's a terrible place to be in. That's why, hence, man, grab my phone, grab my charger. I went in my car, and I said, I'm doing something different. On top of that, bringing that news home. Now, one thing I do do in my relationship that maybe a lot of people don't do is I'm completely honest when I get home. My kids are cracking jokes. I, I do have... A couple of children. Our kids are cracking jokes. Um, Dad, you get fired yet? Not yet. Well, probably tomorrow you will. And, you know, and we just laugh about it. Um, I, I'll be uh, working and uh, my daughter, you know, one of my children will be like, Daddy, pay attention. Sit up. That's why you're about to get fired. You know, so it's terrible. But, um, so I'm married as well, a uh, beautiful woman, uh, but bringing this news home, you could imagine the stress that that brings on the woman. Uh, so she is not in a good mood. She's pissed off. Ah, uh, Chan, again, with the written up, how are you going to get off of this? Get it together. What are we going to do? We got bills. You're fucking out, Chan. So these are kind of some of the reasons why my life has kind of like been kind of the worst. Actually, at this moment, uh, I'm not even at home. She's gotten so pissed off recently that I've been asked to leave. So I got out, you know, and I don't know when I'm going back. She's she's really pissed off. Um, so these are like, and it's crazy because I'm just eating this shit up. I'm eating it like shit cake, you know, because you add a little mayo. Um, and I recently was talking to one of my associates. I know I told you this is about business and accounting, regulatory, but I'm I'm just trying to give you a little bit about myself so that. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like another another podcaster out there. Hey, 
Hey, what's up, guys? Hit like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, just give you a little bit about myself and what's going on. So, got all that going on, um, and it's it's just it's just been a really a really hard time for myself. Um, you know, I've actually uh, uh, I got a call from an associate of mine's who I actually started choking up on the phone. <coughs> Excuse me. Because everybody keeps saying it to me. Yo, Chan. Yo, you got to stop drinking, man. Hence, another reason why the show is called House of Barf. It's kind of a spit in the face to all these people who keep bothering me. You got to stop drinking, man. I told you this shit was going to happen. I told you this shit was going to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? I want to explain to people that, like, Maybe I just haven't found my happy spot. You know what I'm saying? But the associate of mine was like, that I actually listened to. I wasn't just, you know, ignoring him. I was like, yo, Chad, I want to let you know what you're going through is not a cool situation. And you're just walking around like everything is dandy and okay. And I'm like, you know what? I just keep myself busy. You know what I'm saying? I just keep myself busy with work. You know, I, I just try to stay busy with my children. You know, make sure that they get to school okay. Make sure they make it to the extracurriculars okay. And I really don't dwell on what's going on. You know, I don't really think about, you know, you know my, my job right now, my wife right now. And they're just like, yo, let's talk about it. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're like, how do you feel right now? I'm like, oh, I feel fine. They're like, yo, have you been feeling suicidal? And I actually said, yo, maybe a little bit, a little bit. And they're like, like, do you plan on executing it soon? Like right now? And I'm like, nah, nah, it's nothing like that. But sometimes I do think that, you know, maybe my family and friends would be happier if I wasn't here. You know? And as I'm talking about this shit, I start tearing up. I'm like, oh shit, man, this shit is bothering me. And they're like, yeah, I'm telling you, this isn't cool. And they're like, yo, I want to, you know, I, I kind of want to be your... Uh, I, I call them my unsolicited therapist, you know, um, but they're like, yeah, man, I just want to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, recently things have just been kind of crazy. Um, and I just want to be there for you. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll think about it. Matter, you know, matter of fact, you know, we're supposed to be talking uh, a little bit more, but you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of minding my own business. I'm just trying to figure this all out. Okay. So that was a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to take another little quick break, and then I'm going to just go into a little bit more of my background, and um, that might be the it, might be it for uh, episode one. Thank you so much, anybody, or that one person listening. This is the House of Barf. All right, all right. Thank you so much for coming back. This is Chan Man, and this is the House of Barf. So, I was just going into a little bit about myself, so... Giving you kind of a little introduction of what I'm currently going through. Um, and yeah, I'm right now, I'm kind of like in and out of family members' houses. Um, I'm also in and out of uh, hotel rooms. Um, and the other day, I actually got in an argument with the hotel lady because I'm like, yo, um, yeah, I'm going to check out, but um, I think I want to go ahead and get the room back. And she's like, $170 a night. 
I was like, damn, that's a little steep. Um, I was like, can I get it for like a, a buck 30, maybe a buck 40? You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm kind of struggling right now. Um, could you help a brother out? She's like, you want the room or not? Security? I'm like, what the fuck? Security come up, trying to talk some shit. I'm like, dude, real quick, I need you to step six feet, okay? Like, and you, I need you to check your attitude. Security guard didn't do anything. Matter of fact, like, some manager came out. You know, so we talking. Security goes off, and I'm about to book my uh, hotel room for a week. I'm like, let me just get it for a week. Right. And dude helps me out. I think he ended up getting it for like, I don't know, a buck 56 or something. I was like, cool. Let's just get it for me for a week. You know what I'm saying? They say, no, security guard comes back up. And he's like, you're going to be here for a week. And I'm like, yeah, you and me are going to be best friends. And I was like, you know what? I don't need all this hostility in my life. I asked the dude at the desk to give me my credit card back. I was like, you know what? That's where I was at. I, I got to put the room on credit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, just give me my car back and you know what? I'm going to leave. So there were a couple of nights that I actually thought I was going to be sleeping in my car. But then I had some family members calling me and was like, yo, just come to our house. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you got to be on your best behavior because we don't want that, y'all, all your drama and shit over here. You know, all that's drinking and shit. Take that shit somewhere else. I'm like, yo, I can't, you know, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. All right. So. That's a little bit about my situation real quick currently, but a little bit about my history. Um, so right now I do have actually three degrees. I went to Prince George's Community College in uh, Largo, Maryland, and I graduated with my associates. And I did pretty good with my associates and uh, University of Maryland had a program that if you do good at Prince George's, that they'll go ahead and accept you um, as a student. So I went over to the University of Maryland. I got accepted in the program. Um, I tried to apply for their business school. I believe their business school is called Robert B. Smith. Don't quote me on that. But I tried to get into the Robert B. Smith program. I had, I, I promise you, I had a, uh, I want to say a 383. If not, it may have been lower. That may have been a 333. But I think I had a 383 and uh gpa and uh they were like no you're not qualified enough for our robert b smith program we really like our students to have 3.9s at least um we really prefer 4.0s and 4.0s and above and i'm like oh shit like no man i'm not that guy all right um but i I really enjoyed business and i was almost about I was not too far off from graduating. I literally took like all my, I'm, I'm going to try to use the word, prerequisites at uh, Prince George's PG. And um, I was going to just really just wrap up all the electives and all the random classes that I didn't take at PG um, at uh, University of Maryland. So it was going to be a wrap. I, I took on, like seriously, I took all my calculus classes. I took, uh, I took, uh, all the business and finance classes I need to take. I took the hard ones at PG and I was just going to really just ride my last junior part of the year, senior year, and just graduate with a degree from university of Maryland. Well, they're like, 
sorry, you can't graduate with a business degree here, but guess what you can graduate with? And this was a black lady telling me this shit. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, yo, are you really doing this shit? You see a black man trying to graduate. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. Bowie State calls and it's like, oh, Chan, you're not only going to study business. We have a business executive program we want you to um, apply for. I was like, a business executive program? Not business management? Nothing? Business association? They said, no. We have a business executive pro- program that we would like you to apply for. And I said, what's, what's, what's that entail? We're going to teach you how to be an executive. I was like, oh, shit. But I was thinking to myself, what am I doing? Am I going to go to this PWI, uh, you know, predominantly white uh, or Caucasian institution? Or am I going to go to a HBCU, historically black uh, university? Um, um, with all my with all my buddies, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I was like, you know what, Chan, this might be a good time for you to step out and do something different. So I'll go to the um, I go to the predominantly Caucasian school. Let me tell you something real quick. This is off topic. First day on campus. And I, and I, I, I looked this black lady up. The first one, University of Maryland was one of the last people to accept black students. And it was a woman. And I felt, I, I was like, man, do I, should I go to this school? First day on campus, white kid, Caucasian kid, whatever, comes up to me and spits on my shoe. I, I, I moved my foot so it missed my shoe. First day on campus. I wanted to turn around. Because he was walking past me, I wanted to turn around and I wanted to grab him by his neck. But I had to say to myself, Chan, you got to think, buddy, okay? If that first black lady that went to the University of Maryland yoked up a little Caucasian kid first day on campus, what would have been her story? Not the, not the story to get you here. It would have been a different story. It would have been like, that's why we don't allow him here. So you go there, and I'm going to tell you one more thing. A noose was hung from a tree, and they fired the whole African-American studies program. Got the president out. This is like my introduction to University of Maryland, College Park. I probably made one friend. I mean, I probably made a couple buddies, but seriously, man, I can even tell you about them kids. Like, yo. They were different. Like, and people would tell me things like, well, you know, this is a great experience for the world. Well, guess what? All my buddies that went to HBCUs did really well for themselves. Because guess what organizations do when they're looking for black people? They go to HBCUs. Bowie State, Morgan, Coppin. They go there. They don't go to University of Maryland to look for black students unless you did a phenomenal job. Unless you stuck out out of all those 40,000 Caucasian Asian schools. Unless you stuck out, they're not really looking for you. You know, you got to understand these organizations have demographics that they trying to keep. You know, 60% Caucasian, 40% everything else. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? So actually, 
a bunch of these Asians and Indians actually start putting Caucasian on their applications. Uh, you know, I haven't started doing that yet. I, I, I might one day. I don't know. I, I'm telling you, one thing that's very funny is with the three degrees, I'm still struggling than a Caucasian male with zero degrees. So I go to the University of Maryland. I graduate with a criminal justice degree. I'm not satisfied. I got screwed. I was supposed to graduate with a business degree and I was going to go into business and finance. But it's all good. So, uh, and currently I'm in uh, Maryland. Um, so then I um, work for UPS. I get a job at UPS very briefly. And they give me $15,000 to go back to school. And I said, oh, damn, shit, fuck that, I'm going back. So I go back to University of Maryland again. I know, it's like, what the fuck, you didn't learn the first time? I'm a hard-headed guy, now, I'll let you know that. Um, go back to University of Maryland, graduate with my master's in uh, business uh, administration. So those are my three degrees. Um... Let me think. Um, I told you I'm in the worst time of my life right now, but it's all good. I mean, seriously, with the right group of people, like, I'm, I actually crack jokes about it. I'm like, yeah, mid-30s, wife wants to leave me, job wants to fire me. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on time. I'm on time. And we just crack jokes about that shit. But, uh, you know, um, so I did tell you that I'm currently working for a financial regulatory firm. I've been there for about four years. Um, uh, prior to that, I actually did work for, um, a trading firm, uh, but there, <coughs> excuse me, I was mainly just trading mutual funds, um, and doing clerical work. I'm going to tell you about being a, uh, uh, you know, a man of color in America, dude, there is some fucked up shit. They will hire a Caucasian with a high school degree right into personal advising trading. Black male, two degrees at the time, was finishing up my third. They did not want to bring me on as a full-time employee. They said, uh, we're going to bring you on as a contractor first, and we'll just see what you can do. So I was a contractor, and as a contractor, all I could really do is trade mutual funds and do clerical work. So I did that for about a year. Then after about a year, they brought me in full time and I was able to get my Series 7, my Series 63 and SEI. Uh, that one I didn't really have to work for. They, I kind of just like got grandfathered in for the SEI. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's SIE or SEI, but I got kind of grandfathered in. Um, and that's when I started trading bro brokerage. Uh, so, yeah, I do have a little bit of history now, but I don't want to make it look. It's like anything you do. You got basketball, art, exercise, whatever. It's like you got players who are pretty good, and then you got players who are a beast. Okay? They have some beast traders. I mean, knowledge. I kind of feel like I'm okay. You know, I'm in there, but I'm not really, you know what I'm saying? But I also feel like when you're kind of going in you know in a direction you're trying to achieve something you want to be something you want to do something you can get wrapped up in shit 
I kind of feel like I kind of got wrapped up in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, family life, whatever it is. And it was hard for me to not making excuses. You know, sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it. It was kind of hard for me to put more on my plate. Like, I want to pick up an Excel class. You know, I want to pick up a data analytics class. That's another thing I can't stand about my job right now is they have these classes, but you have to go through your manager first. You got to ask permission from your manager to take these classes. I'm not going to be able to take any of these classes because my manager's definitely not going to give me permission. Like, I'm not going to give you permission. So basically, when you want to take one of these classes, you'll get a piece of paper that says, have your manager sign that they believe that you're able to take on this class. So when I see that part, I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to do that. Um, so that's, uh, what basically, um, about myself, uh, do get a little bit of experience in this, uh, have been to school, um, about to be in between jobs. That's why I'm about to do this. And I do want to let you know that I am applying. Um, but in the meantime, if I can make a few dollars off of this, then I will, continue to do this i told you before i actually started a podcast probably about a year ago literally like this time no four wait wait, you're like yeah like four years ago my bad um about this time four years ago around may june july and i made like 25 cents and i was like oh shit i made 25 cents um so basically you know, what happens is uh, these advertisements be like, yo, yo, just, you know, advertise our business on your show and we'll send you like, you know, 10 cents or a penny or five cents. It's like, all right, cool. Um, and I got up to about 25 cents. <coughs> um, um, real quick. Um, I think that's all I'm going to really go into myself about. I don't really think there's too much more. Uh, we may just touch on one more topic, uh, and I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. I want to thank everybody, or that one person that's listening. Thank you so much. I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. Before we wrap up this inaugural episode, a big thank you for joining me on this journey. Please, uh, any way, shape, some shape or form that you can, um, you know, uh, right now, I don't have member sub- subscriptions or listener support or anything up. But anyway, you can stay in contact uh, with House of Barf just to see whenever the uh, uh, new episodes come up. So you never miss an episode. Uh, and please stay tuned for our insightful discussions. Um, in the future, there may be interviews for the most part. Uh, I it, I believe that this, this is just going to be a one-man show. Uh, for the most part, maybe in the future things will change. Uh, uh, as far as advice and guidance and tips, not really, you know, just really here to have a good time. Um, and so that we can empower ourselves in, in these realms of business, accounting and regulation and finance. So I just want to say thank you again. Uh, and please, uh, you know, uh, stay in contact. All right. All right. So I think we had a great meet and greet. I hope. I'm not really good socially. I have my awkward ways. So, some of the things that we'll just talk about with business. Um, 
you know, just good business practices. We kind of touched on business already a little bit today. Uh, you know, if you're interested uh, in business, University of Maryland has <clears throat> the uh, Robert B. Smith School. Uh, Prince George's has a great business program. Bowie State has a great business program. Um, also, the demographics and how it works with organizations. Uh, sometimes the best schools to go to if you want to get looked at by an organization. Um, uh, and also, uh, you know, just, just different things with business. Uh, also with interviews. Uh, one question you're going to get asked uh, definitely is tell me about yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and that may be asked various different ways. Um, as far as accounting, I want to do some more research on accounting. Uh, see how that can benefit you. Um, I do know there's things like amortization, itemization uh, that we can look up in Google. Because uh, that's basically, again, what House of Barfield is going to be about. It's just doing Google research, basic stuff. Um, this is not going to be, um, you know, just deep in there. In some episodes, maybe we'll get deep into a topic. Maybe there may be two or three episodes about a certain topic if it's that deep. But, um... You know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep this basic. We're gonna listen to some good music. Uh, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna have myself a little drink. Um, I don't have my drink today. I got um, cranberry juice today, as I said before. Um, <clears throat> with regulation, uh, we're just gonna talk about the different regu- you know, how regulation affects our business and finances. Um, you know, um, what rules that you could possibly uh, be violating or why is it that this brokerage company won't let my trade go through? You could possibly be breaking some I, I, off the top of my head. I can't think of anything, but, you know, it could be some uh, just, for example, 4010. I'm not even sure if that's really a rule, but we can look up different regulations and that might be some margin trading rule. And maybe because you bought something on margin uh, on this day, you may not be able to trade it uh, until the next day or something. So, you know, we'll just go into some regulation and how that affects us. Um, I'm not really going to be getting into a lot about, like, relationships and shit. Um, if I was good at relationships, maybe I would touch on it, but I'm not really going to be getting into any of that. I'm not really going to be getting into real estate. Uh, I don't really have a lot of knowledge on real estate. Um, but finances. <clears throat> we'll dig into finances as well. Um, we'll just do some research on, you know, how did the 401k come about? You know, what was it before the 401k? How did pensions come about? What is the point of a pension? Why do organizations, corporations bring in these retirement plans? So we'll just touch on a little bit of those things. Uh, We'll get into, you know, stocks, bonds. We'll talk about... Oh, if I could also say that. This is not going to be a recommendation show either. I'm not going to be sitting here telling you, you should buy Bitcoin. You should buy Poopcoin, Litecoin, Datcoin this coin or you should buy this stock you know get get shopify get amazon uh get twitter um no no what we can talk about though is what is a stock what is that what is a bond you know for example stock is ownership in the company you have a piece of stock there's even different stocks preferred common what does that get you why do companies even offer stock there's different reasons why people want to give out stock to the um to the public 
when they start off, that's a, an initial public offering. That's an IPO. Um, but yeah, we'll just get into different finances. Um, we'll tr- you know, maybe I'll dig into some strategies and that's one thing we're going to be doing research on different strategies. There's like 20 different strategies just with options alone. 30 different strategies. I don't even know them. Iron Condor. What the fuck is that? So we'll dig into that stuff. Um, we'll have fun. We'll take it easy. You know, we'll see where this gets us. You know, <clears throat> one thing that I didn't really, you know, put in the acronym is, you know, we're going to do some economic research, you know, and just, you know, I just, you know, I know there's people out there that got all the answers. They got all the answers. I'm not, I'm not trying to get, oh, that's nothing. I'm not going to really be getting political either. Okay. If I talk about politics, it probably has something to do with, uh, barf. Okay. You know, but, um, I remember one time I heard Trump say, yeah, I take advantage of the tax regulations. It'd be stupid not to take care, take advantage of the tax regulations, you know, and, and there's a whole lot of people that take advantage of the tax regulations. You know how I know it? Because I'm one of them or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's just basically, you know, what we'll, what we'll be touching on, um, just different regulations, uh, finances, but this isn't, again, this isn't going to be telling you what to do. If you hear a piece of good information, if you hear a gym, you know, you know, you know, and it, and it works for your situation, use it, share it, whatever, you know, um, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to join me. If nobody joined, then I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Whatever, it's all good. But yeah, we got a couple couple things out there. 529 plans. What What is a 529? And how can that benefit me? You know? Um, a, a, a UTMA. What does that stand for? Is it UTMA? You know? Um, but we're not, you know, we'll, we'll try to touch on different things. Um... If I can, if I can, you know, you know, y'all are going to be doing the research with me. Okay. We're going to be doing this together. We're a fam. We're fam now. Cuz. Or buzz. Depending on, you know, what, what side of the fence you're on. Or what side of the street you're on. I'm, I'm joking. I'm not getting into all that. But uh, thank you again so much. My name is Chan Man. And this is the House of Barf. All right. That's a wrap for today. Until next time, I'm your host, Chan Man, signing off from the House of Barf. Uh, Please remember, you know, have a great time. And the best part of success is the journey. Uh, I'm going to be sure to um, try to get some aspect up, uh, get something up so that you can share your thoughts with me, so you can reach out to me. Uh, Please feel free. You can reach me at Chan Man House of Barf. Barf, which is uh, B dot A dot R dot F, no period after the F. Um, also, if you have the opportunity, I do have a children's book out uh, called Langston Minkson's Cool and Made Adventure. Please check out the book. And again, I would love to hear your thoughts and hear your reviews. Um, all right. Well, thank you. And you have a wonderful day.